Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Truly, before now, I didn't really know what actually a mouthpiece was designed for other than to keep you from clinking your teeth together or biting your tongue. I had no idea that it was to align your jaw. The season that we did not use a Power Plus, we lost four kids, um, two that were season-ending um, concussions, and you know, obviously um, we contributed to the Power Plus mouth guard because, like I said, we've not had one since we've you know been using them. Obviously, we've competed a lot better than what we did um, last year. We have not had a concussion um, this season. Obviously a tremendous factor for us for not losing kids and their performance level is a lot higher as well. My son was actually the quarterback on the second state championship team, but one of the things that, that he was able to do as being the quarterback, um, the mouth guard was on the lower part of his uh, bite, so he was able to speak clearly. Um, and that's a huge thing in, in athletics is to be able to communicate. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority.
The Northeast Texas Sports Network is dedicated on delivering the most entertaining sports broadcasts in East Texas. And if you're interested in having your next sporting event stream live, visit us online at netsn.live. Welcome, everyone, to the Beast from the East show. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here. Alongside of me, I've got Christian Blevins and Kyle Owens today. What's going on, guys? What's up? Well, the uh, Friday the 13th, Friday, carried oh. over into Saturday, which carried over into Sunday. So we've had a weird weekend of football. Yeah, it has, it, has it, been very it's weird. Been, it's been very poor and good and poor. So Friday poor, Saturday good, today poor. Well, so, depends on your perspective. Yeah, I mean, my horns didn't play. I was thankful that they were off this week. I missed all this chaos nonsense. Um, but uh, yeah, today, of course, tonight is the big, big time for me. I'll have the, uh, I'll have the Rangers on. No football. Cowboys don't play till tomorrow. So um, for me, it's kind of okay. Maybe the Cowboys will miss out on it because they're not playing on the weekend. They'll play on Monday. So um, Friday night was definitely weird. Um, I don't know how you guys' picks went, but uh, mine was kind of, yeah, this week. Um, six and four, but, you know, it wasn't the worst. There's a lot of folks that had struggles this week. Nobody got, I think the highest was eight. Yeah, I went. I went eight and two. Um, I went seven and three. I I would have went nine and one if you remember last week. I was torn. I said I want to pick Gladewater. I want to pick Gladewater, but I didn't pull the trigger, and I should have pulled the trigger on Gladewater. I would have went nine and one. But I'm only four behind from old Jason Shivers on that that top spot. So I'm I'm coming for him. There's yeah, you're, a few you're weeks getting, left. I'm coming for him. You're getting too close to me, Kyle. I don't like that. You're. you're I'm only you're, one behind you. I know. I know. I'm still. <laughs> I've actually I actually didn't lose any ground to the top spot either. I don't I think um Shivers is right there in my in, in my uh range too. So um but yeah, I think it was just one of those weird weeks that you have every once in a while. And uh we had the I think one person pick Lindale. Um and then Gladewater, I don't know how many do y'all remember how many picked that one? I don't there wasn't very many on that one either. I think it was just to be a handful. So um you know it was on the just Gladewater in, game? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very many. Um, it looks like 68 picked Sabine and three picked Gladewater. Oh, those are probably two of the biggest upsets all season. I don't know if we had anybody that just picked by themselves. Um, I think it, I think your boy, um, I think it was your boy Jake that picked Lindell. So I think he was the only one that Wait a stuck. Second. Well, didn't pick Lindell after everything he said last week. He didn't I'm, pick Lindell. I'm oh. about 95 for sure that that was not Corey. Wait a second, then I don't. Then, then he shouldn't have sent the uh, the little clip he sent us then because okay, he didn't so, stand behind his pick. So let me check just to verify. Week eight, we can we can if research. He, we can look this up. If he did pick him, uh, I, I don't. Well, he should have picked him the way he talked last week. I mean, Corey picked Chapel Hill. Oh boy. <sighs> well. So don't Every believe the word Corey says the rest of the time on this show because he ain't gonna he ain't gonna stand by his word. Every time somebody says they pick Chapel Hill, this week I, I've just been disastrously. Oh, it was broken. our man. It was our man from the weekly wrap-up show, Jake Munoz, that picked Lindale. But he was now, the see, one. He he's true. He's a Lindalian, and he he stuck with Lindale through and through. He was the only one. I see. I'm disappointed in Corey. Corey rode for Lindale last week, and then didn't even pick. Uh, him. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh well. Hey, good news is. 
Where's that sheet? Let me throw it away. Yeah. Throw that one out the window. Let's start over again. Let's week nine. It. Week nine here, guys. I can't believe it's already week nine. Just just uh, these these weeks are going by so quickly. We're coming up. These last three weeks, playoff implications everywhere in these games we've got coming up. Um, game one, um, a battle of two teams that are playing well in uh, Longview and McKinney North. Uh, game will Ooh. be in McKinney. Um, you know, I, McKinney North has played well so far. I mean, of course, Longview has as well, but I – I don't know that when we started the district play, I was thinking Longview and Lancaster at the top. Now you've got Longview and Forney up there and then McKinney North. So all four of those teams, very good. I know that this district is probably one of the toughest around. Um, I'm going with Longview in this game. Um, I think they're going to go on the road and take care of business. I think it'll, I don't think it'll be easy. I think it's a close game. Um, but I'm going to go with the Lobos in this one uh, over McKinney North. Oh boy, um, I, I will say this: McKinney North. Uh, they've they've been playing such good football. I I think you know what I know because I know me and Sweeney, you know me and you were at the game, but I think it all started when they when they beat Tyler High. They knocked off the mojo of them. Ever since then, they they've been playing like. You know, just some of the closest to perfect games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna give here. Here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna give McKinney North maybe about a thirty percent chance to upset Longview. That's if they can stop Taylor Tatum. So, but so I'm can not. I, so can I give you a quick fact? Okay. Yeah. Longview is six and one in the year. Their lone loss was to McKinney. Six eight. Where was the game played? In McKinney. So they're going to return to the stadium with their only loss and play a different McKinney school this time. Makes it interesting. That was my that was my point that I was going to make, Brett. Oh, so sorry, for, for I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal it. I uh, just... But that, that was going to be my point is that Longview only has one loss, but their one loss was in McKinney. But the other point I was going to make, Longview's loss to McKinney was by two points. Yeah. McKinney North, <clears throat> excuse me, McKinney North's only loss is to Justin Northwest by three. So mm-hmm. both teams only have one loss by three or two points. I, the What does this for me is we saw Longview play Lufkin, Longview blanked Lufkin, 42 nothing. Mm-hmm. McKinney North struggled with Lufkin. Lufkin really had a chance to win that game, uh, beat them 46-39. Uh, the only other you know, team that we can compare with, with McKinney North. Longview also beat Lancaster 52-35, where McKinney North beat Lancaster 28-21. I just feel like McKinney North has played the district games closer than Longview has, and so I think Longview's the stronger team. So because of that, I'm picking the Lobos. All right. And, and just to be clear, I'm, I'm picking the Lobos too. I just said I was going to give – McKinney North of maybe a good 30% chance to maybe beat Long. Uh-oh. Corey, 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 Corey I don't want to hear it. You can change your name. I don't want to hear it. You didn't stand behind your pick. You didn't pick Lindell. You said all that about Lindell, but you didn't even pick Lindell. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, I was never going, I was never going to pick Lindell. You know that. But I did say 
It was a trap game. I, I stand by that. But you didn't pick them. You should have picked them. I'm going to pick them. I'm, I'm not picking against Chapel Hill. Come on. I don't care if it's against Cowboys. I'm not picking against Chapel Hill. That's against the rules. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my team. How about the Cleveland Browns today, Corey? Cleveland Browns are good. Got a top five defense, what? man. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, hey, I'm sorry, Corey. You got you came in the room, you got attacked. We're we're talking Longview, McKinney North. Who you got? Longview. Oh my god. You got any uh theory behind that or are you just uh picking the better team? I'm picking wrong. I'm not picking. I'm not it's picking a, against East Texas a, team. That's, that's one of the theories. I do not pick against an East that's Texas true. school that's against true. a non-East Texas school. Theory number five hundred and twelve. Listen, Corey. At, at some point, you're gonna have to break the streak of picking uh, against any type of other school. You're gonna have to break that streak one day. I'm gonna mean, be. I'm gonna be real honest. Yes. Break it one day, and me, you will be just fine. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I can't break it. That's. That's the point of me. If I, if I wanted to pick a good, if I wanted to pick for pickums, I could really pick for pickums. But you know, hey, I'm picking because hey, you know, somebody's got to be the outlier. So what you're saying is you have a gimmick, and your gimmick is to cause chaos. A little bit. It's like ninety percent <laughs> chaos, or 85 percent chaos. Controlled but, chaos. You know, controlled chaos. It is absolutely. It is absolutely controlled. Gotcha. It is absolutely controlled. Just, so, just so, let him know, I am not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> trust me. We we I'm just not need, that crazy. we just need a list of all his theories so we can make a T-shirt. That's what that's all I'm saying. We need the CM Theory T-shirt. Well, Vince Vince is the one who's who's crazy about chaos. So I I don't I don't know. All I'm just saying is, can you please pick a Dallas team one just just once just once? I'll pick the Dallas Stars. That's the only Dallas Mavericks. Those are the only two. Those are the only two Dallas teams. I don't. I don't dislike. I don't. I don't not like the Rangers. I like the Astros more. Does that make sense? Oh lord. So if like if the Rangers are in the in the if the Rangers versus the 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 Dodgers, I'm going against the Rangers. I'm going for the Rangers, right? But if it's the Rangers and obviously the Astros, I'm watching the game. I'm going for the Astros. Oh, uh, you're gonna root for those cheat throws. Mm. Yeah, uh, baseball cheats. I hate that. I hate that thing. Everybody in baseball cheats. They just got yeah, cheated. but to get off. caught doing it in the World Series, that's that's different. No, yeah. they were sore losers, and they decided to say something, and and that's what happened. They just got beat, and they just they they couldn't do. Everybody still signs of baseball. It's too easy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but in it, yeah. Game two, Tyler High Lufkin. Um, Basically, an elimination game in this district. The loser is probably not going to be in the playoff hunt. The other one still has a chance. I mean, they're still both kind of on the outside right now. Um, Lufkin, Lufkin's looked better to me overall for the year. I think, you know, you look at who they've played. They beat Legacy a little bit uh, pretty handily. Um, they beat Nacogdoches, which they're up and down. You never know. They did lose to Longview and Forney, but in McKinney North, but those are the top three in the district. So Lufkin still controls their own destiny. They could get down to that last week of the season and have a, a chance to beat Lancaster and to get in. They haven't played them yet. Um, this game is at Rose Stadium in Tyler, uh, so I think it'll be a tough one. But I think Lufkin goes into Rose Stadium and gets the win and knocks off Tyler High. 
Um, I'm going with Tyler. I, I think they have a, a – to be honest with you, I think they have a better running attack, um, better than Lufkin does. I think that Lufkin's defense um, – they haven't really been good at stopping the run all year. Um, so I'm going to go with Tyler Hyde because I think they can just run the ball flat out better. Now, if Tyler Hyde is – if they make Caden Granberry throw the ball to beat them, then it, Lufkin's probably going to win that game by at least three points. But if they can run the ball – and Tyler Hyde's offensive line can do some damage to Lufkin's defensive line and pretty much that whole front seven. Um, I, I think that Tyler Hyde will win the game. Well, it's not for a district championship, which is uh, where we kind of expect these two teams historically to be battling for, both Tyler High and Lufkin. But this, nonetheless, it's a playoff game in week nine because, uh, like you said, Brett, the winner controls their own destiny pretty much. And then the losers eliminated. So uh, pretty much a playoff game. Did you know that this weekend at Rose stadium on Friday, they will be honoring the 50 year anniversary for the 73 state championship team for the John Tyler lions. Mm. Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose may be in attendance. You can't lose if Earl Campbell's in attendance with all that being said, with all that being said, um, Christian, you were talking about Tyler's running backs. I think the best running back on the field Friday night will be Keedron Young for the uh, for the Lufkin Panthers. Dude's a stud. Um, I'm I'm back and forth on this one. I'm I don't know if I want to pick Tyler High or Lufkin. Um, Tyler High just doesn't start fast enough for me. I think they they kind of sleepwalk through the first half and try to come back, and they've been doing a good job of that coming back this year, but. Lufkin's quarterback just came back off an injury. I'm taking Lufkin. Give me the pack. I'm taking Lufkin. Oh, oh Lord. The disrespect. Yeah. I love, I love it. Y'all know I'm not picking Lufkin, so it don't even matter. Tyler High, and the only thing I hope for is that this game has the the, the it's, it's a it's a massive crowd at the game. That's what I hope for because we hadn't seen a Lufkin Tyler game that's been big like it used to be back in the day. Like, I'm not saying that they should fight, but I'm just saying I want that rivalry to just to, to read. You know, I, I, y'all remember, I know Brett remembers that the Robert E. Lee Lufkin fight and Robert E. And, uh, Lufkin, that was, that was, uh, that was hilarious. As you see on TV, all of a sudden you see these big sides, but it was always some kind of hoopla going on back in the day. But I want to see that rivalry renewed. It's not, it's the best time ever to do it. It's for, it's, for going into district, you know, both teams are trying to reemerge, so to speak. This is Tyler's, you know, Tyler's five and two. I mean, they, they, seven and three, they still won't make the playoffs. Can you imagine like somebody's going to be seven and three and they may not make the playoffs? Tyler could be seven and three and not make the playoffs. It's crazy. So that's still a good, I mean, it's, it's still a winning season, but nonetheless, you still want to get in the playoff. This is their chance to punch the ticket. I'm going Tyler all the way. They're not letting me down. Well, and here's the thing with, with uh, Tyler, Corey. I don't see them – this is their last chance to win a football game this year to me. Like, I don't think they're beating Longview. I don't think they're beating Forney. I think they'll be Forney. I think I, they'll be Forney. I don't think they'll be either one of them. They'll, they'll have a 50 – like, maybe about, like, maybe a half and half, 50% chance to upset Forney. They're not beating Longview. 
Uh, Forney, Forney almost got beat by Lancaster. And yeah. Tyler, Lancaster beat Tyler by seven, six. That's a winnable game for those guys. Uh, I think somebody, that's a winnable game for Tyler. Yeah, it, it, you never know. But Forney almost beat Longview, if you're going to say that. They lost yeah, to him. Yeah, it was a bad game for Longview. So, it could have been a bad game for Longview. And then Longview yeah. beats Lufkin by 42. So, yeah. it's just this district is kind of strange. Um, that top, you know, six teams are pretty solid. So, um, it's going to be interesting the way it shakes out. Right now, look, to me, I see uh, Longview at one and Forney right there at two. Uh, and then Lancaster and McKinney North at three and four there. That's who I see making the playoffs. I, unfortunately, I don't think the two East Texas teams are going to get in. Lufkin's got the best chance because they do have Lancaster that week 11 game. So if they can win out, they have an easier schedule finishing as Lufkin finishes with Tyler High. And then they've got West Mesquite. That's a winnable game. And then Lancaster on the road, that could be for a playoff spot. So Lufkin, I think Tyler High could win this game and still not make the playoffs. I think the better chance is Lufkin winning just because of what they've got left. They've got more winnable schedule left than what Tyler High has. Tyler High has kind of gone through the top people and haven't had success there. So I think it's going to be tough for them to make it. I'm changing my pick. I'm taking Tyler. I'm ta- I'm changing my pick. I'm taking Tyler. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Gosh. All right. I can't say what I said about Earl Campbell being in town and them honoring the 50 50- – 50-year championship team, and then expect the Lions these, to lose. That ain't going to lose. I have a question, Kyle. Do these kids even know who Eric Campbell is? Don't be disrespectful I, like I, that, I'm bro. just saying. I'm just saying. They, they have to. I'm sure he's got stuff up in the school. I'm sure they see him. You know you know how kids are. You know how kids are. I, you I watch his highlights on YouTube. Listen, I had no idea. I met Earl Campbell when my dad – when. My dad was a part of the 1994 state championship team. And Earl Campbell came into some barbershop to get his hair cut. And that's when I met him. And on the same day, that's when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I met him when I was like eight or nine years old. But um, that was the same time I met him. Yeah, it was around the same time I met him. Well, I think, like, I, think either way, I think either way, though, this is going to be a really good game. I just don't – Tyler has bitten me a few times this year. And I don't. I just don't trust him right now. I mean, I'm not going to – I just think that Lufkin is playing a little better. Uh, I think they've got – Rick, I know you can't look me in my eyes. I'm telling you, Tyler is going to win this game. Okay. Okay. There's no way. There's no way they're going to lose this game. Okay. They have – The problem is with your pick, Corey, I can't – you You would pick Tyler High if they had some scrubs off the street and weren't, did have, mm. didn't have any coaches. If they were 0-7 – if they, would, would seven, pick Tyler High. if they were 0-7, Tyler High. They were 0-7 in you know, it's so how do you be a difference? Like they how are you gonna convince me that you that that they would win if if you would pick them no matter if they didn't have anybody if they were filling a team of eleven runs that were five foot four and 100, 110 pounds against Lufkin, you'd tell me that they would win. I'm Got telling you they would win this weekend. Okay, that's hey, I'm I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you right now. That's okay. But, hey, you know, go go with Lufkin. I'm going to go with Lufkin. I'm going to gain a pick on you three. I'm trying to get it. Kyle's gotten too close to me. I got to, I'm glad he switched. That gives me a chance to get ahead of him. Hey, this was almost our red zone game of the week. Almost. Uh, we went with a different game, but this one almost was because it was such a, uh, such a big matchup. I can see. I think it, honestly, I think it can go either way. I just, 
don't trust Tyler High right now. I I, I believe Lufkin's a little bit better. That's it's a, comes down to it right there. I don't. I think Tyler High can win. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised either way. I know we'll talk about this in the wrap up, but that was the way I felt about the ARP Troop game, and it turned out that way. I thought either team could win. ARP was ahead at some points of the game. They didn't win. You know, I, Troop Troop was a little bit better. I just thought ARP could play with them, and it was at home. So I think it turned out a little bit. It's honestly, it was closer than uh, what you guys probably thought. I I just thought it was going to be a close game. Well, so, I thought the Chapel Hill and was going to be a close game, but obviously not. <laughs> well, yeah. it was close. Twelve points is close. But don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna get to that, and we're gonna get to that in a minute. We'll, we'll, we got a lot to say about that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We got we got a wrap up though for that one. All right, so game three, uh, a district implication game. Um, in this district is we have Winona and Grand Celine. Um, I got to see Grand Celine play when we went to Grand Celine um, when they played ARP. They played them pretty close for most of the game. ARP pulled away. Uh, Winona kind of threw thing a loop and everything, and they beat Edgewood. Okay. So you got Winona that beat Edgewood. Grand Celine lost to Edgewood by one, and they went try to go for two. So, I mean, this one right here is is important. I think both teams are still trying to fight for that bottom tier of the playoffs. Um, and just pulling up the way the playoffs are standing right now in this district here, you've got you've got West Russian Troop. We'll talk about that game they're playing this week. You've got ARP at two and two, Edgewood two and two, and these two teams are at one and two and one and three respectively. For Grand Saline, it's a must win. Grand Saline has this game and Troop left, so I don't know. I don't think they're beating Troop. If they're to have any chance at all, they've got to win against this game against one another. Okay. Um, You've got Edgewood's at two and two right above them. Them and Arp are on a collision course. It looks like they're probably going to be fighting it out for that third and fourth spot um, as well. So we'll see. I don't. I just don't think Winona can handle Grand Saline. I'm going with the Indians in this one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Grand Saline. Uh, I just think that. They probably would have a better chance to wind on does. I know, 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 I I don't think they could win out because, uh, like that troop game. But if they can win two out of these last three games, they could find themselves in the playoffs. They're winnable. They got Grand Slam equipment on on there. They That's what I'm saying. But other than troop, I don't think yeah. they. I, I would count them out at troop, but they could win either the Grand Slam or equipment game or both of those. Um, Grand Slam is is struggling a little bit right now. They've lost three in a row. Uh, they've been competitive in, in a couple of them though. The West Rusk game last week wasn't real competitive, but it's West Rusk. Um, for Grand Saline to get in, they're going to need to win out, which I don't think they're beating Troop, but they're going to need to win out and have some help where Edgewood's going to need to fall to ARP um, in order for them to get in. I think this is all a, a moot point because I think that I think that Edgewood's probably going to get that fourth spot, and the only reason I say that is because these teams have beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. Um so for the purpose of this game, I'm going to take 
the Indians because they're at home and they've played in big time games these past few years where Winona just hasn't been there. They haven't had to play. Winona hasn't played important games since 2019 when they last made the playoffs. So Grand Saline's been in this position where they've needed to win to get in. And so I'm taking Grand Saline. Um, you know, I really want to see Winona succeed. Because I feel like they have a they have a real good goal mine of athletes. Like you said, they hadn't they hadn't quite put it together. And I'm always an advocate of of finding the right time of good inspiration. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is a game. This is this is a very good game matched up. This Grand Saline game can could propel them to 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 win to at least win the last one out of the other three games, one out of the other two games. They're not they're not beating true for sure. So, and and y'all know how it is. It's a trap game. You know, Grand Saline's only, they hadn't won a game in a minute. You know, neither has, neither has uh, Winona. So, you know, Winona can go 0-3 or in the past three games or Grand Saline can go 0-4, you know. Um, somebody's going to win. I think, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm picking Winona. I want Winona to win this game. I want them to prove me right and win this game. And I don't want them to get that win because – I mean, it's tough. Like, like they go one in five. I mean, they're one in five right now. They control their own destiny. Mm. I want to see what they can do. I want to see what they can do. I'm picking one up. They're they're actually two and five, Corey. Why not? They beat Redwater. They beat Redwater and they beat Edgewood. Redwater, okay. Yeah. So they've got they've got two wins in their pocket. So, I mean. And to be two and five, they still got they still got a good chance because looking at it right now, they're one and two in district. So they beat Grand Saline. They go two and two. They're probably going to lose to Troop two and three. They can beat Quitman. They can go three and three. Okay, say they go three and three, and then you go over to the other ske- schedule and you look at Edgewood because they're the other team that's fighting for that spot. Okay, they're two and two right now, but they have Arp and West Russ left. They could go. They could easily. Lose those last two. We, they can lose both of those. Yeah, I mean, we, we know they're going to lose to West Russ. We think, you know, that Arp will take care of business. From what we've seen, I think Arp, to me, is the third best team down in the district. We saw them compete with Troop last week. Um, I think West Russ. They had a rough outing in, in West Russ. It's always a tough place to play. They had a few injuries, but so I think they're a solid three. They just have to take care of business. But Winona's got, like Kyle said, they've got the best path to it but they've got to win this one. Here's the problem, though. Even whoever gets the fourth spot out of that district gets hooks in the first round. Oh, so, right. um, I mean, what are we really playing for? You we know, made, we made the playoffs. I All mean, right, getting, getting to the playoffs, hey, it's just like college football. You get six wins, you get to a ball game. You know, kids get some TVs, T-shirts, you know, lanyards. I don't know, they make it. You know, five thousand dollars now. I don't know what they're giving at these ball games anymore, but the whole point is you want to get to a ball game. That's what you want. Yeah. I will say if, if Winona wins Friday night, they if Winona wins Friday night, they're getting in the playoffs. Um if they lose Friday night, all hell's gonna break loose for that final fourth spot. But yeah, it could Winona, be a three-way tie. Yeah, Winona controls their own destiny. And then if it comes to that three-way tie, then you're looking at point differential where you know Winona beat Edgewood by 20, you know, 13 points, but 
Grand Celine only lost to Edgewood by one. So then what's the score of this game? It's it could get it could get really hectic. Sounds like a really good uh edition of the wrap-up show. Yes. <laughs> All right. Game four, Mount Pleasant and White House. Um, this is a interesting matchup. I, I didn't think that, you know, we would get to this point where it would be. I thought White House was, but uh, Mount Pleasant's kind of made their way quietly, just winning games. Uh, they won another one last week. Um, so right now you've got, in this district, you've got White House sitting at 3-0 and and Mount Pleasant sitting at 2-1. and Now, the game that we're looking at, everyone's looking ahead to is the Texas White House game week following. But this White House bypass looking at this Mount Pleasant game, they shouldn't. Because right now Mount Pleasant sitting right there just, just waiting. Um, their only loss in district is to Texas High. So um, they beat Marshall and Nacogdoches, a couple of teams that are fighting for spots. Um, this is tough. It's in Mount Pleasant. So that's it's at home in White Mount Pleasant. I just think uh just looking at the scores, Mount Pleasant looks like they're not a team that's putting up a whole lot of points. Their most points they put up this year is uh what 38 to Pittsburgh. Uh White House scores a lot of points. Um, of course, we talked about the defense thing. You know, can you can you stop somebody? Um, but White House is they they've actually played decent defense in some of these games. And we're not talking about you know stellar defense, but they've done enough to win. Um they beat Hallsville pretty bad last week. Hallsville, we've talked about, it's at the bottom. Um, I don't know if before I I would feel more confident about my pick maybe two or three weeks ago. I'm still going to go White House because I still think they're the better team, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mount Pleasant won this one at home. Um, just like you said, Sweeney, uh, I, White House's defense. Uh, let's be honest. They're they're terrible on defense. I mean, they're they're secondary kind of kind of. It, it just doesn't sit well with me. Um, I like their offense. Like their offense can score all day long, but if you can't play defense, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how you're supposed to win against a team like uh, Mount Pleasant that can literally just about do everything on offense. So. Um, like I said, it, it wouldn't surprise me either, but because the defense is so bad for White House, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mount Pleasant on this. Um, I, I just think for one, for one, they have the better offensive line, they have the better offensive line, um, and then they're I think they're I think they're bigger up front. Their front five is bigger than White House's front four, so I I, I just don't like White House in this game. Their their defense will literally be the reason why that they'll probably lose this game. Now, it wouldn't shock me if they won, but I, I just don't see in a scenario where they can beat Mount Pleasant the way that Mount Pleasant is going. Like they've they what they what they had a close game against uh Marshall or they beat Marshall. They beat Marshall, and you know they they've been on the roll. So, you know, I I, I got Mount Pleasant in this one. A couple weeks ago, I uh, picked Mount Pleasant to make the playoffs, and uh, that win over Marshall, I think, in my mind, pretty much solidified them in the playoffs. Um, this game, though, 
they don't need to win this game to get into the playoffs. It would help, absolutely. But they don't – this is not a must-win for uh, Mount Pleasant as much as I think it is a must-win for White House to keep that momentum rolling with a showdown with Texas High next week. So – and Corey talked about this last week with Chapel Hill and Lindell. This could be a trap game for, for White House. Could – they could overlook Mount Pleasant and be looking at Texas High. The – the teams the, – the two losses that Mount Pleasant has, they've given up 62 and 58. I don't know much about Frisco Emerson, but I do know Texas High has a high-potent offense. So the two games they've lost have been two offenses that can literally outscore them. The games they've won, they've played solid defense, held Marshall to seven, held Knack to 22. But White House has put up 54, 57, 35, 52, 45, 51. Like they've been putting up some points. I know I say defense wins championships, and it does win championships, but offense wins games. So because of that, I'm taking White House. What I do know about Frisco ISD is that it's a it's pretty much an open ISD at this point. It's a come one, come all sort of district, and uh, kind of got some insight on that. Um, so I, I mean, they're just they're, I, every school's got like three thousand kids almost. So I mean, so they're they're going to have they're, they're going to have good athletes no matter what. I I think Emerson, I can't remember what Emerson was, but they were they were pretty legit. I want to say they just they just started playing football maybe a few years ago. I want to say I can't remember, but it's one of the, I know it's like three or four of those schools like hadn't been existing the past ten years. So I think there's one of the newer schools. But anyway, um, I'm picking Mount Pleasant, um. I'm not. I'm not too sold on White House. White House has beat some teams they should have beaten badly, but I think against, you know, this is getting to the. To, I won't say the, the nut cutting time of the the, the the district, but it really is. They got to play the two hardest teams, you know, left in the district thus far. They got to play Mount. They got to play Mount Pleasant. And they got to play Texas I. So, you know, this is the first stepping stone already in the district. So they got to beat them. Um, I don't think. I don't think they're going to beat Texas High. I don't think they're going to beat Mount Pleasant. This is going to be a hard game. They get, the travel's going to be a little distance. You know, Mount Pleasant's playing good defense. And, you know, White House has been known to to play up and down. And I think this is going to, I think it's going to favor Mount Pleasant. All right. Game number five, Mount Vernon and Commerce. Um, this is an interesting one in the district. We've got Winsboro at the top. At four and zero, and and you got Commerce, Mineola, Pottsboro, Mount Vernon. This is a big, this is a big mess right here for the rest of the teams. I mean, you got, I mean, you, you think Pottsboro? We thought they were going to compete against Winsboro. They didn't really compete. Winsboro's, well, we know they're pretty much by far the best team in the district. You got Commerce. Um, they got pounced by Winsboro, uh, Mineola. Um, They've got a rough into their schedule. They've still got Winsboro and Commerce left. Um, this is district is going to be very interesting coming down the stretch. Kind of you got Rames and Bonham down at the bottom, but the other five are fighting for four spots here. Um, we've talked about how good Mount Vernon has been this year. They have not been as good. Um, they've lost to already lost to Mineola in district. They've lost to Winsboro. They also lost to Sabine. In district, which lost to a Gladewater team that hadn't won very many games. So, 
How good is Mount Pleasant? I mean, Mount Vernon. There, but and you look at this district and how good's commerce. So this one's tough for me. Okay, it is in Mount Vernon. The game is there, so I think that's obviously a, a advantage. Um, I don't know. I think Mount Vernon's in desperation mode. They're they've got to win. It's going to come down to to that last Minneola game at the end. I think could be a determination of who gets in the playoffs. You've got Mount Vernon. You got Commerce has Mount Vernon, Pottsboro, and Minneola left. So they've got three three competitors. So they kind of like we talked about. Well, they control their own destiny. I don't know. I'm I'm going to go with the with the team I know, and that's Mount Vernon. They they're they're they know how to play these big games. They've been in the big games. I know they have a new coach, but still the same guys over there last year. They still have they brought some of those guys back, and they know they've been in big games. So I'm going to go with Mount Vernon. I'm gonna go. Uh, wow, this game is a toss up because uh, you are right. You're right. That that district is is a little funny. Um, I, I just Mount Vernon's offense is. I don't want to call them mediocre, but uh, that that's kind of like what they are. They're a little mediocre. Um, and commerce, commerce is no joke. Uh, I think Commerce has a really, really good offense. Um, and they also have a decent defense, too. Um, but I, I think that Commerce can walk into Mount Vernon and pretty much knock them off. And, I, and does Commerce have a playoff spot locked in? Not locked in, no. No, there's nobody. Right now, if you're looking at the district standings, you've got Winsboro at 4-0. Commerce, Mineola, Pottsboro, all at two and one, and Mount Vernon's two and two. So okay, right now, so right now Mount Vernon's lost to two of the teams above them, but they still have the other two. So this is one of them. So Commerce still has. They can lose. They can lose the next three games and not make it. Pretty correct. Much. They have Mount Vernon, Pottsboro, and Mineola left. Oh wow! Yeah, tough, tough ending. But if they lose okay. the next two and then beat Mineola at the end of the year, then they can get in. So. It's, yeah, it's, it's wide open. I mean, they, I mean, you could have any combination of these teams, any combination of seedings. I mean, Winsboro is number one. We've kind of established that they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Commerce um, simply because of that point. They can lose the next two and then win the last one. So, um, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't see. It'll probably be too big for Mount Vernon to come out on top in this game. I I, I like colors. Well, the uh, the Purple Tigers of Mount Vernon playing at home at Dandy Don Meredith Field, so uh, you got to give them a little edge there just because of the home field advantage. Also, I think <clears throat> I don't know what happened in that Mineola game that Mount Vernon played. I, Mount Vernon's dominated Mineola the past few years, and for Mineola to beat them forty-two to twenty-seven, that was kind of eye-opening. Um, Mount Vernon has to have this game. I mean, they they have to have this game to even have a chance at the playoffs. If they lose this game, they're not beating Pottsboro in the final week of the season, so they could pretty much count their postseason hopes gone if they lose. Um, and to the point that we were talking about, Commerce still 
kind of controls their own destiny. They could lose the next two games, beat Mineola in, in the final week and get that fourth playoff spot. Um, because of that, Mount Vernon, it is a bigger game for Mount Vernon. I think they need it more than Commerce needs it at this point. And so uh, give me the Purple Tigers of Mount Vernon. I'm going with the regular Tigers of Commerce. <laughs> and, you know, when you've been beating, you've been kicking everybody's behind for so many years. It's that one time you get a chance to just give them just – you know what? I know you're struggling a little bit. I'm just going to help you out. You know, I'm just going to help you. I'm going to put you out your misery. Commerce is six and one. It, and Mount Vernon's not being Commerce. Commerce is going to come in. They're going to come in focus. They, they're going to stomp them. This is, a per, this is a perfect game for them to get. It's a perfect game for Mount Vernon to get stomped. Now, I could be just completely wrong. Mount Vernon comes out and spoils it for somebody. But I don't think it's. I'm just going to ride the tide. I think Commerce comes in takes care of business, gets his dub, and they go on a business trip for commerce. All right. Because you got to go. You got to remember, they win this game. But they That's the third win. That's pretty much securing themselves a playoff spot at this point. Yeah, you I know, think – getting if, in the playoffs if, either way. If commerce wins this week, then I think they're in. Then it's just whether they get the three or the four seed. Right. But right. it's just that you win three, it's, you're pretty much in the playoffs. Well, and the same but thing for Mount Vernon. If Mount Vernon wins, they pretty much Vernon. solidify themselves as a three seed. Unless Mineola gets in, then Mineola would jump them with the same record because it's a tiebreaker. Wait, who's in that? So for that district, who would have who would that district have to play in the playoffs? What district would they? The be? the Tatum Jefferson Atlanta oh. District six three A. Which is not oh. as strong as, as in years past. I honestly think mm-hmm. besides Jefferson, those other three teams will be winnable yeah. games in this district. Yeah. I think whoever gets that four seed, whether it be Mineola, Commerce, or Mount Vernon, I don't think they're beating Jefferson. Um, but I think everybody else in 5-3-A will beat the 6-3-A teams. Well, this has been some tough picks so far. Uh, you can tell because we're all kind of split. No one – it hasn't been a consensus yet. Um, all right. Let's go to game six. Palestine Lindale. Um, interesting matchup. I mean, I've seen I've seen Palestine play. Uh, I called the Chapel Hill Palestine game and and uh problem with Palestine is they're very one dimensional. If you get ahead of them and they have to throw, it's it's pretty much a wrap. Um, but they do have a What's that? I threw it against Chapel Hill. <laughs> Palestine? No. Yeah. No, they threw it like three times. It was on play action. They, they connected. They, they connected they all three times. Well, but that's not what I'm saying. Like that, that didn't help. No, just I mean, they're not gonna, they're not gonna step back and change their offense and start throwing it around. They, that's, they're kind of that's how who they are. Um, you know, Kilgore got ahead of them and was able just to pretty much put them away. The more they have to throw, the, the worse it is for them. Uh, but Lindell's kind of similar. I think they may be able to throw the ball a little bit better than Palestine. They have, they have, you know, uh, Clint Thurman. He doesn't throw a whole lot, but he can. I think this game may be a the fastest game of the weekend. It's gonna be a lot of running here. The clock's gonna roll, 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 roll. Um, it's in Palestine, which um, you know, it's that gives them a little bit of advantage. But I don't know. I see Lind- this going two ways. Either Lindell's going to come in, they're going to be so like happy they beat the number one team in the state, and they just 
forget to show up and and they come out flat or they use the momentum and they come in and, and take care of Palestine. I think they're going to use the momentum. I think Lindell's now they now have something to play for. They're they're trying to three-way tie at the least for first place in this district now. And now cuz now they're rooting for Chapel Hill. I don't know how the point spread will work, but they're going to probably root for Chapel Hill against Kilgore and hope that Chapel Hill wins and, you know, and and that all that aspect or I guess if they lose they get second. So Either way, Lindell has a lot to play for right now. I kind of thought they were the third seed coming into the, the uh, district play, but they've got a chance to go higher than that. I think they're they're hungry and they're going to go into Palestine and get the win. Um. Wow. So, listen, it, it's been a it's been a crazy two weeks for Lindell. They get blown out. They get they get absolutely destroyed by Kilgore. It was a back and forth game, and all of a sudden, Kilgore just says, "Okay, Lindell, retire to you. Clint Thurman, retire to you. Uh, Caleb Hart, the, the the running back that got hurt, retire to you. We're just gonna flat out blow y'all out because we're we believe that we're the best defense in this district." Well, then Friday night, and I was in attendance of that game. Then Lindell beats Chapel Hill. Now. We, I, me personally, I thought that based off of what Lindell, what happened to them with Kilgore, I'm like, really, they ain't got nothing to play for. Because a lot of people are going to say, okay, they're really not good, like some of us may have betrayed them to be. Um, I didn't have Lindell making the playoffs this year, simply because of the guys that they lost from last year. But they're going to, they're probably going to make the playoffs this year. So, uh, with that win, especially with Clint Thurman running for over 300 yards on Friday against the Chapel Hill defense that we all thought that was going to contain him the whole night, um, he's going to be confident. Caleb Hart, the backup running back that took over for number zero, uh, he's a stud too. And I I just don't see how Palestine, their defense – can I don't see in a scenario where they can handle that that offense because that offense is now confident. Like they feel like they can beat anybody, um, except for probably Kilgore. So uh, Lindell's probably going to win this game. Yes, it is going to be a little bit of a track meet, um, but Palestine. I, I don't think that they'll stop Lindell on Friday. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Lindell. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think Palestine. I think Palestine could get the fourth spot in in district. I think it'll come down to that final week when they play Athens, and the the winner of that game will get the fourth spot. Uh, I don't. If Lindell goes out and lays an egg against Palestine, then whatever they just did against Chapel Hill means absolutely nothing. Um, just with the emotion that the Lindell that I've seen on Facebook and obviously I wasn't at the game, but I've seen it on Facebook and just talking to some people from Lindell, the excitement and pride that they have, that they just beat Chapel Hill, the number one team in the state. I don't see a letdown coming this week. If anything, I think Lindell will be more hyper-focused to go out and prove a point. Like, look, this, we are for real. Like, yes, we got beat by Kilgore. Kilgore is a good football team, but we just beat Chapel Hill. Who's a really good football team. And I think Lindell is out to make a point. So, uh, I don't see them. I don't see them drop into Palestine. I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, there's blood and water. 
Um, and and I'm not trying to be negative, but I think Palace is going to win this game. And it has nothing to do with, with momentum or not. This is, this is another one of those trap games. You just got – you just beat the number one team in the state. And everything's going for you at this point. And I'm not talking – I'm not being no hater. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just kind of setting it up for a second. This is a game with Lindell knowing they have to have. They have to have this game, right? It's just – I mean, it's for good momentum. You know what I'm saying? I mean, second place is on the line. True, got you. I think they're a better football team than what we gave them. I think they're playing very hard. Whether whatever one dimensional they that they're doing, you know, it's working for them at this point. But Palestine is the exact same t- football team. Only difference is Palestine has better athletes. I don't think their offensive line is better than Palestine. I mean, better than Lindell, but Palestine's got better athletes. And and this is one of those trap games. You come in, Lindell comes in and. You know, they don't play particularly well to block particularly well. Palestine can get an easy, I'm saying they get an easy win, but they can take it to the point where we're kind of nervous a little bit. So Lindell's got to consistently play well Friday night if they want to come out of there with a win. That's all I'm saying. But I'm picking Palestine for the win because I think I just blood and water. I'm, I'm, I'd be nervous if I'm Lindell. Like if I'm, I, know, I know we got momentum. I, know, I understand that. That's great. But Palestine's not a bad football team. They took some tough breaks this year, but they're they could easily get a win if they if they if things happen and things go south, they could easily get a, they could easily steal a game from Lindell. What? Well, well, but here's the thing: I just think that Lindell's more disciplined than what Palestine is. Um, no, that discipline. No, it has nothing to do with discipline. I understand that. It's just you if you played your best football, like Chapel Hill took Lindell's best. I don't think they can. I don't think they could have played any better than that. And and we all know Chapel could have played better. Like, let's just let's just be honest. They took Lindell's best shot, and they took Palestine's best shot, and both of those teams are fighting. And now Lindell can't go back from there. So I think Lindell's going to give Palestine their best shot. Is Palestine going to give Lindell their best shot? Palestine has to win this football game. There's a home game. They have to win this football game, and I think. Palestine is a little bit better than Linden because they have better athletes. That's all I'm saying. And I think they have to win this game. I'm betting on the team with the better athletes and then the notion that they have to win their football game. That's all. That's, that's how I put it. Yeah. So you right now you got Kilgore 4 0, Lindell is at 3 and 1, and Athens and Chapel at 2 and 1. So, you know, I know Athens has got a tougher finish schedule than Palestine, but. That's the game you're talking about, Kyle. It could come down to Athens and Palestine. But if they're able to knock off Lindale here, like Corey's stating, it would make it a lot easier for them to make the playoffs. So that, that Athens game might not be as important. So Is Chapel Hill you know, and Athens tied for third? Correct. Yeah. Oh, my God. That that just that district just got. Yeah, you've got. Now you've a got. Lot interesting. Yeah, you've got. Uh, Basically, Kilgore sitting by themselves, um, and then Glendale right behind them at three and one with their only loss to Kilgore, and then you've got Athens, Chapel Hill two and one, Palestine one and two, uh, Henderson zero oh and three, and Jacksonville zero oh and four. So, I mean, because I know I know we don't think like very highly of District Ten, but to touch on Chapel Hill, if if they if they are 
only the third seed or the second seed, that's going to be tough because uh, I don't know who's the leading district 10 right now. Um, I, I believe it's Vider or uh, one. I don't, I don't know. I forgot, but um, but I, I know I know LCM. I, I think they're good or whatever. But I'm just saying it, it's cruise control for Kilwell right now. But Lindell, they cannot get complacent, okay? Because let's not forget, yeah, they just beat Chapel Hill, but they got wiped off the face of the earth by Kilgore. So they cannot get complacent. All right, just so you know here, that other district, you've got LCM is 2-0, Lumberton 2-0, Huffman Hardgrave 1-1, Livingston 1-1, Splendora 0-2, Vider 0-2. That's just what they've got so far. So I think that district is uh, kind of one of those that's anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, as we get closer to the playoffs. Um, but next up, uh, Game 7, Center and Carthage. Um yeah, this one um, is going to mean a little bit more now as uh, center, they're looking to prove themselves after Van knocked them off last week. Um, man, I, I don't know. I th- I just I don't think that, that center's got enough defense to stop Carthage. Um, I think that we kind of saw what happened to them last week. Van was able to come from behind. They got off to a good start. It was a 29-28 game at halftime. Center was up, and then Van came out in the second half, made some adjustments. And uh, looked pretty good. And I'm sure um, Kyle can give us some information on this game. But uh, I'll wait think- till Wednesday. Oh, you're going to save it. Oh, so that make everybody come back to Wednesday. Need I have some I have some stats for you on that game, but I'll I'll wait till Wednesday. I like it. Wait like till it. Wednesday then. Wednesday evening, because this is technically airing uh, Wednesday morning. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes, I'll wait till Wednesday. I'll wait till tonight. Come back tonight. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Either way, I'm going with Carthage. Uh, the Red Dogs are going to take this one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is really a. I mean, Center got absolutely exposed last week. Um, one of the I know uh, somebody from. Uh, I have a cousin who used to go to Center, and he he told me um, that their their team looked like Chapel Hill on Friday. They have a good offense, but their defense leaves a lot to be desired. Um, and their defense did not play well. I mean, literally, they Van ran straight RPO, and they just ran right up the middle. I, I mean, it, it wasn't even fair. Uh, it was hard to watch because I watched it. Um, I, I was able to go back and watch that entire game, a little little bits of it. Um, so Carthage, Carthage has the better team. Um, I wish, I wish Vince was here so I could tell him that to his face. Um, but, um, no, Carthage is, Carthage might win this thing by three touchdowns, maybe four. Uh, this, this is easy for me. It's Carthage. Um, center hasn't stopped anybody all year long. They won't stop anybody next week or this week. Um, Carthage will win. I I just center's got a good team, just can't stop anybody, and that's that's a problem. It's a they have great athletes, but and and we'll talk about this more tonight. But their problem is tackling. Like they they they're there, they just don't make the tackle. And so 
that that's kind of a big issue that center has. But yeah, Carthage. I I don't think Carthage overlooks center. I think they look forward to next week when they got to play Van for a district title. And um, yeah, I'm taking Carthage. I think Van just scored another touchdown, Kyle. They may have. They actually. <laughs> yep, I I hear the horn going off. Yep, they just scored again. Okay. I'm I'm picking Carthage. I just I think if if center would have beat Van, I probably would have picked center. And and I don't think Carthage is is as strong as they are, as strong as they used to be. So y'all y'all can tell where I'm going with this one. But anyway, um, I'm picking Carthage. I'm picking Carthage in this game. Okay. Center let me down. <laughs> Corey's Corey's in sad mode there. But here's the thing: even if they, even if they still would have beat Van, even if they would have beat Van, I still would have picked Carthage to win this game because I just, I mean, just saying their defense, Center's defense is, is pretty, pretty upsetting to watch sometimes, especially Friday. All right, game eight, um, playoff. Implications on the line for Bullard in this one is they're going to travel to Rusk to take on the Rusk Eagles. Um, man, this one's this one's a big game for for Bullard. They've already lost to Brownsboro, so they're already behind the eight ball. I don't even know if they've got a chance to still get in at this point. It would be difficult, but this they've got to have the rest of their games. They've got to have this one over Rusk. Of course, Rusk is still trying to stay in for that that uh, final spot. Um, just kind of looking through, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to pull up the uh, the district scan standings here because I, I I really do think that um, let's see we got we got Van and Carthage at four and zero we got Center at two and one Brownsboro at one and two Board one and two Rusk is zero and three guys so they're zero and three but their losses are to Center Van and Carthage okay so they've got the easier part of their schedule ahead of them so Rusk controls their own destiny. If they take care of Bullard, Brownsboro, Canton, then they'll be in. Okay. Now you've got Bullard on the other hand, who's already lost to Brownsboro and Carthage. They still have center and van on their schedule. So Bullard, they're they're in the playoffs right now. They've got to win pretty much at least two out of the three of the next games. So you you would think that this Rusk one is one they want to take. Because I don't the other two, it's going to get harder as they go. To me, though, right now, I just think. Uh, Coach Sitton and, and uh, Rusk, they've just they've just played a tough schedule. Um, I think they're going to settle in and, and take care of the rest of these three games, and they're going to get the fourth spot. I don't think they're – Van kind of exposed them. They they did compete against center, um, and so I, I think they're that solid four spot in this district. Um, unfortunately for them, if they claim that four spot, they're going to have a tough opening round opponent against some pleasant Grove team um, from up north. But uh, – for now, I think they win this week and they pick up the win at home. Um, I I think this is what Coach Sitton likes to kind of like. I, I know I know he doesn't like losing. I mean, I, I think all four of us know that. But, um, I think this is kind of like while he's not happy to be in this position, he technically is happy because now he knows what's in front of him. Um. I think that Rusk is more motivated. Uh, I think they have the better team. They have better athletes, and they're probably disciplined better. 
Um, but Bullard's team right now, uh, it's a toss-up. It's hard to figure out what they really are. I mean, they didn't play anybody in non-district. Non-district, they kind of just like went through that until they got to um, until they got to Carthage. Uh, and I, I just, I just don't think that Bullard will win out. Um, cause who? Cause it's it's Carthage, Van, and Center, or it's Carthage Center and Van right now, right? Yes, those three spots. So that final spot is going to be tough. I'm gonna go ahead and say Rusk. Uh, now I know when they, I know when they probably get that. If, if they do get that final spot, you said that one of them, whoever gets that final spot, will have to play uh, Pleasant Grove, right? Correct. Um, okay. Just what I think with this one, I think Rusk. It's going to end up coming down to that Rusk Brownsboro game in Brownsboro uh, next week. If things yeah. fall the way I think they fall, which that doesn't always mean that's going to happen because evidently I didn't do very well last week in my pickums. That's just from what I see. That's where it's going to. That's where it's going to fall. I think it's end up. It's going to be Rusk and Brownsville for a play-in game technically there for for that four spot. But yeah, but I'm a, I'm gonna I'm take I'm gonna take Rusk on this one. Um. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think either one of these teams make the playoffs. I think Brownsboro gets that fourth spot. Um, I think Brownsboro beats Rusk next week when they play each other. Um, but as far as this week goes, Bullard's been in some tight games. Uh, they lost to Brownsboro by six, 34-28. They lost, they beat Canton by seven, 28-21. Rusk has just I, I get it, they've played the top three toughest teams in the district, but I mean, outside of that center game, they really haven't been competitive in those games. They they got uh, beat by Van thirty five to three, and then Carthage forty nine fourteen. I get it; those are top teams in the district. Um, but even the loss to Athens early in the year forty five thirty eight. I just I don't trust this Rusk team. Uh, truthfully, I don't trust Bullard very much either. Uh, but I I think Bullard I think Bullard will come out and. Uh, get the win on Friday night. So give me the Panthers. I'm going Bullard. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not, Bullard's got to have it. You know, they, if they want to survive and, and remain competitive, like, I mean, like Hale said, I think Brownsboro's going to take that district spot. Bullard had to beat Brownsboro. They couldn't do it. But if they want to, you know, at least make something of this season and try to finish above 500, they got to be bullet. I mean, they got to be Rusk. Like that's that's what you're going for right now. This, I mean, honestly, in a district like this, if you can win six games, you know, not district like, but a season like they had in this district, you know, I'd take a fifth place spot. You know, I haven't been to the playoffs in so long, but you know, it's a consolation prize at this point. You know, I at least want to finish above 500. So, but if I'm bullet, this is what I'm going for at this point. Just just play every game like it's a championship game at this point. So. I'm going Bullard. All right. Game nine. Um, a really good matchup that I've been looking forward to is Honey Grove versus Cooper. Um, I've kind of – I've looked at this one. I've done some research. Both these teams are just really good. We've talked about how Honey Grove's defense, um, they finally gave up three points 
So they actually they have given up points now. So um but Cooper is 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 really good. We've we talked about it last year. I think Vince went and saw them play, was very impressed. They've got a lot of guys up front. Um you got Honeygrove now, three and in district, Cooper three and in district. It's basically for the district championship. Um Cooper's has lost a game that but it was to Hooks. So, you know, we now know how good Hooks is. Um, and they're also a bigger classification, so you know that's that's a step up. They they only lost to them by seven. Um, that's an impressive loss to me. I know we've kind of been back and forth and about the uh, quality loss theory, um, but I think that was. I think to me that's impressive. Um, the game is at Honeygrove, which I think that'll help them a little bit. But I still think I think Cooper goes in and they beat Honeygrove uh, to solidify themselves as the uh, best team in this district. Uh, this is probably for for just these schools. These are probably this is probably the game that I I think I think you know we've all circled on our calendar as far as that district is concerned. Um, Cooper is very explosive on offense. They're really explosive, but so is Honeycrow. Uh, so um. I think Cooper walks in and, and takes this one. I, I think they have the better team. And really, it's going to come down to both defenses, to be honest with you. It's going to come down to those two. Uh, can they – can either team, whatever team it is, can they get stops? Um, and we, we, all, we, we all know that both these teams are going to get in the red zone a lot all night. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go, uh, with Cooper. Well, I've, uh, been saying defense wins championships. I'm not straying away from that. Give me the Honeygrove Warriors. They have only given up three points in six games. And it's not like they're just winning these games barely. 62, nothing, 63, nothing, 47, nothing, 47, nothing, 54, nothing, 47, three. Like they have been completely dominating teams. Whereas Cooper has been been giving up some points. They gave up 14 to Grand Saline, 27 to Lone Oak, 35 to Collinsville, 7 to Wolf City, 12 to Rivercrest, and then 8 to Como Picton last week. I just think this is Honey Grove's year to <clears> – they're not going to win a state championship or anything else. Let's not get crazy. But um, I do think Honey Grove is the better team this year than Cooper, so give me the Warriors. Honey Grove, I, although I would say – I've been trying to trying to avoid calling them Holly Grove. Shout out to Wayne. Shout out. I'm like, dude, I've been trying to not call them Holly Grove for so long. No, it's Honey Grove. Um, yeah, I'm picking Honey Grove. Honey Grove. I like that name. All right. Game 10. Uh, district implications on the line as Troop hosts the West Rusk Raiders. Um Man, this is we've been talking about this one for a few weeks, how we were ready for this matchup. Um, it is in troop. Uh, we talked about the home field. Um, man, just looking at just looking at the way troop has played lately, they they just haven't I mean, they haven't been in haven't been super they've won. But I look at West Rusk and I see they're five and two on the year. Um, their losses are to Malakoff. They're pretty good. Uh Tatum, they're a bigger school. There was, I heard there was some injuries that they had three or four guys that weren't available in that game. Um, it was in Tatum. 
you know, I'll, I'll let that by. They did beat Mineola. They beat Sabine pretty handily. Sabine's improved this year. They've played a tougher schedule by far than Troop has. Troop is 7-0. Troop played White House. I mean, White House. White Oak. Uh, they're down. Carlisle's not as good as they have been. Um, Paul Pewitt's not in Buffalo. None of these teams are any good. The I, I saw a team go into ARP last week. And, and sneak out with a win at the end of the, in the fourth quarter. They were able to score and get away. Now, Wes Rusk uh, handled Art pretty pretty handily. Um, so, I'm just looking at how they've played. I think the Wes Rusk Raiders go into Troop and take the district championship. I wouldn't have probably thought I said that three or four weeks ago, but I just think right now Wes Rusk is playing better football. Yeah, and, and you know what it all comes down to that West West Rusk is playing better um football right now. Troop hasn't had much of a schedule. I think we've talked about that. They really haven't played the schedule that West Rusk has, had, has played or any anybody in the district because even I, I think their non district was kinda easy, you know, to be honest with you. Um Troop like we said, they barely escaped Art. Um, and Westeros came there and handled Art, you know, pretty easily a little bit. But um, no, I, I just I don't think. And this game might be won by ten points. I'm gonna be honest with you. This game might be won by ten points simply because troops, troops defense. The one thing I've noticed about them. What they do is, is that, you know, they, they kind of have, you know, I've, I've noticed this all year pretty much. They get some good leads and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden they give it up. They, they give it up, and we see absolute chaos the entire game, and they barely survive. What they've been hanging on to is pretty much the running game. Uh, you know, they kind of have a little bit of a short passing game a little bit. But I, they have not played a good schedule. And every time they have played somebody, it's been close, pretty much, almost close. So, and that art game kind of a little bit disappointed me with Troop last week. So, I'm going to go West Russ to take down Troop. Um, this is actually our red zone game of the week this week. So, I'll be in Troop uh, for Troop and West Russ. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing Trey Davis uh heard a lot about Trey Davis and I'm excited to, to finally see him in action. Um, I, I have troop written down, but the more that I hear y'all talk, the, the more I'm starting to sway towards West Rusk. I I'm with you. I, I just went back and looked at, at who troop played in the, in non-district white Oak is Owen seven. So they're pretty good. Uh, Carlisle is three and four. Uh, Buffalo's three and four. Pewitt's one and seven. Uh, so, yeah, they're non-district, not tough at all. And, and when you look at, at West Rusk's non-district, you got Malakoff. We know how good they are. Tatum is a very good football team. Mineola, they beat Mineola, but Mineola is not bad. We've seen Mineola beat Mount Vernon, who we just, you know, uh, some of us thought that Mount Vernon's going to gonna win this week. So, uh, and then Sabine, we know what Sabine is, but do we really? Because they just lost to Gladewater, who was winless. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't know. I, <sighs> Yeah, I think West Rusk, I would say maybe slightly they've had a harder schedule. Um, but the thing is with the district opponents, just like the art game, and it, 
yeah, West Russ blew out Art by 30, but Troop and Art, that's a seven-mile rivalry. I think you could throw records out at that point. It doesn't matter if Troop wins by a point or by a touchdown or by 100 points. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a win um, for Troop, and I think that that will help them. Russ, West, Russ, West Russ and Arp is a big rivalry. Too. All three of those are kind of a you know, it's not a, it's not the same rivalry, but it is a pretty big rivalry too. I am waffling on this. I have no idea who to pick. Um I there's some good ones on the on this on this uh picking this week. It's been, been tough. I call I'll help you out. I'll help you out. Listen, troops um Crap, my sheet. I, I just, I absolutely lost it. I okay, so no help for me then. So, Appreciate you, Chris. No, no, no. I, I'll <laughs> give you some help. I'll give you some help. All right. Troops defense, like I said, you remember what I said. They they have good leads. They have good leads. And for some odd reason, they just, to me, they, they remind me. They remind me of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. They remind me of Philadelphia. Eagles. He's gonna pick. He's gonna pick okay. them. Disrespect. So disrespect. <laughs> so, here's the thing. You cannot trust their defense. If you're a head coach of Troop, you cannot trust their defense. Like we always say, their offense can be the greatest thing since a slice of bread and cheese. And they can score a million points on offense the whole year, and their defense is straight-up mediocre. Okay? We talked about that with center. We talked about that with Chapel Hill. We pretty much kind of talked about that with White House. I would just look at it like, okay, their defense really ain't that good. They always give up big leads. Rusk is the better team when it comes to going up against a defense like that. West Russ, I'm sorry. Not Russ, West Russ. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm sorry I had to throw you a curveball. I was already – this has already been a curveball. Corey, Corey, you you go ahead, Corey. Corey, who you got? (laughs) Corey's already made his decision, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, you know, I made my decision. You know, I'm going for the Troop Tigers – Shout out oh, to Trey God. Davis, you know, for his for his commitment to Wazoo. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I understand True hadn't had the, the the toughest schedule, right? But you know, after a while, you you kind of build confidence in your team, right? We know what we have. I know what West Rusk has. I also know what we have, right? We, we've been beating people. Arp's pretty decent. Everywhere I know, Arp's pretty decent this year. Arp's probably going to be a lot better next year for sure. Troops already there. Troops, senior lane, they got a lot of seniors on this team. They got a couple of D1 athletes on this team already. You know, I'm picking the Arp Tigers. I'm not picking the Arps. I'm picking Troop Tigers, the other Tigers, you know. And and the, I don't think it's going to be – I think Troop's going – I think Troop's going to flex out a little bit. I think Troop is finally going to say, you know what, I'm tired of people saying we ain't playing anybody. We're going to take West Russell who they are. We're going to beat them. It's a home game. That's what we're going to do. We're going to flex a little bit. You go, let Trey, Trey Davis going to go a little. Trey, I think he's averaged like 200 and some yards a game. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, he's <laughs> he's everywhere on the field. So, But it's it's ridiculous, man. No, going Troop. Yeah, but Troop also, they can't, they can't rely – 
They cannot rely on their running game. That is what has gotten them past everybody. All right, I'm literally saying that their defense is not to be trusted in a game like this. Okay, I made a decision. I made okay. a decision. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Uh, because true now troop is seven and zero, but you only play who's on your schedule. I think West Rusk. West Rusk is the better team, I think. So I'm going to take the West Rusk Raiders to beat Troop. That's fair. Because right. this this will be this will be the best West Rusk will be the best team Troop has seen all year long. Troop will not be the best team West Rusk has seen all season. So because of that, give me West Rusk. Okay, I like that. That's a good explanation. Man, this was a tough uh, week, guys. I think we talked about it a few times, but uh, this may be the toughest one yet. We may have the uh, most close as far as the uh, Pick'em Challenge goes this week. It's going to be a lot of close ones. I, won't, I don't think there will be as many of lopsided uh, Pick'em games this week. I think it's going to be a little, uh, little up in the air. So I'm going 10-0. 10-0. Mm. Ooh, Carl. I may go 9-1. I may go yeah. I need I need a ten and zero. I need to get one of those so I can try to uh, get some momentum, move back towards the top of the stand. I need to know who Shivers picked so I can pick against him, so so I can gain <laughs> some some ground on him. See, see, that's the disadvantage of being on our show call because they can they can actually listen to us and then they could pick against us if they wanted to. Well, that's... don't do that, Shivers. Pick, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Just stay with who <laughs> you're going to Shivers be Timbers. <laughs> Shivers be Timbers. Pick somebody else. <laughs> Oh man! So Kyle, you said you're going to be at the West Rush Troop game. Yep. Um, Christian, where are you going to be? I will be at the Chapel Henderson game, and I really don't expect uh, the way the Chapel will play. I'm I, they'll probably win by two and a half uh, touchdowns. Two oh. two touchdowns. Okay. I'll, well, two I'll and say thirty. Like, wow. Two? But I was like, I'm tripping. Two I'm touchdowns. Tripping. Two touchdowns. They won by two touchdowns. They're Honestly, I, I think right, uh, me. I think they're going to come out with blood, and they're going to just strong, just beat Henderson. I like think Chapel Hill hang seventy this week. Yeah, I think yeah, they're they, might, they might put up hundred. They might put up hundred. Henderson's catching Chapel Hill at a very bad time. Okay, I'm yeah, like you, you don't personally. Personally, I hope they hang seventy on them simply because I don't like Henderson. Okay, let's be honest. I don't. Me personally, I do not like Henderson. All right, they beat uh, when I was in – I used to have beef with some of the guys who I used to go to school uh, that were in our class, in our 2023 class. I used to have beef with them all the time. I didn't play against them my seventh grade year. My eighth grade year, we lost. And if it had not been for Carthage, we wouldn't have won the district title in eighth grade. Ninth grade, I didn't get to play – and they still – those guys counted that as a loss. They were like, oh, even though y'all beat us 30-47, you didn't play, so that counted as a loss. And then the year after that, a kicker snagged on two players on our defense. A kicker, the last second of the game. And then I find, we finally got them my junior year and my senior year. So I don't oh. like Henderson, so I hope that – Chapel does hang 70. I'll I'll buddy. actually be I'll actually be in uh in Bullard for a double header, a volleyball football double header um on Friday as the uh 
Dallas Christian Chargers will come to town and they'll be taking on Brook Hill in both volleyball and football. Um, we'll have the volleyball game. We'll start at 430 and then I'll go pack up, head over to the tailgate, give me some grub and then go up and set up for a football game. It's with which the number one team in the state comes to town for Brook Hill, the Dallas Christian Chargers. Um, it's going to be a good one. Basically, it'll be for the number one seed. Both teams coming in undefeated in district play, so should be a good one. Um, I know. Well, Coach that's Carter, why Jeremy couldn't be here tonight because he's he's scheming to he's figure out how to stop Dallas Christian. He might be. I respect I, 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 he might be, or he might be setting up for a golf tournament that is tomorrow for the Brook Hill. Oh. Uh, uh, they have a, a big golf tournament that's a big fundraiser for the athletic department. So he's that's where he is. But yeah, he might be scheming as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big, big, uh, big Friday night there on on the campus of Brook Hill. So, a lot going on there, um, and I think that's uh, that's going to do it for us uh, this morning on Wednesday morning. Make sure you tune in tonight to our weekly wrap up show. We'll talk about last week's games. Kyle's got a lot of good information, so don't you want to miss it? He's gonna he's holding out on us. He's got some good stuff. Uh, Eight thirty p.m. on NetSN. Uh, the Power Plus mouth guard. Beast from the East show. Uh, this was episode um, eight, I believe. No, nine. Nine. We are at nine episodes now, guys. So, uh, so can't believe it's already almost the end of the season. We got lots of big games this week. So, good luck in your pickums. Remember, Jason Shivers, don't try to copy us. Okay. We're, we're trying to catch yeah. you. Pick your own teams. <laughs> but for Christian, Kyle, and Corey, I'm Brett. We'll catch you next time right here on Edison. See you later. Surely before now, I didn't really know what actually a mouthpiece was designed for other than to keep you from clinking your teeth together or biting your tongue. I had no idea that it was to align your jaw. The season that we did not use a Power Plus, we lost four kids, um, two that were season-ending um, concussions. And, you know, obviously um, we contributed to the Power Plus mouth guard because, like I said, we've not had one since we've, you know, been using them. Obviously we've competed a lot better than what we did um, last year. We have not had a concussion um, this season. Obviously a tremendous factor for us for not losing kids and their performance level is a lot higher as well. My son was actually the quarterback on the second state championship team, but one of the things that, that he was able to do as being the quarterback, um, the mouth guard was on the lower part of his uh, bite, so he was able to speak clearly. Um, and that's a huge thing in, in athletics is to be able to communicate. Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.